0: The smell of rot permeated the air. It was a foul smell. A blackness to it Wolf would never get used to. With the proximity of the Florida swamp and Atlantic, there was a faint hint of stagnancy as well. With an overlay of brackish algae just for good measure. He couldn't imagine living in its stink every day. Like cigarette smoke, it would flavor everything he touched, breathed, or ate. He'd expected some dampness, especially in the lower jut of an ill-advised half-basement below the church-turned-hostile. But when his sneaker sloshed through an actual puddle in the kitchen, Wolf wondered if the owners had less of a ghost problem and were more in need of a home demolition. The basement seemed to be where most of the noises were coming from, at least from what Wolf could figure out. Creaky, eerie sounds wafted through the sprawling hostel, carried through the antique ductwork set into heavily built walls, and they certainly appeared to be originating from underneath the first floor. Tapping at the plaster, Wolf frowned, wondering what the builders had been thinking when they'd put in so many tight hallways and corners. The maze made it difficult to find the source of the hostel's supposed haunting, but it apparently helped keep the place cool when it got too hot. It's like they got paid by the fucking corner, he grumbled. Every single damned old house has a million stupid little corners. An undulating groan drifted through the hostel, and a screeching wail followed close on its heels. A startled yelp nearly broke Wolf's eardrum, and he stopped for a moment with his foot on the second step down to the basement. Jesus, you're trying to get me killed? Wolf muttered, flipping the light switch at the top of the stairs one more time. I could have fallen down this death trap and broken my neck. Much like the other five times he'd clicked it, the light stayed off, and he glanced up, fumbling in his pocket for his flashlight. After finding it, Wolf turned the torch on and splashed the beam up along the ceiling not surprised to find a pair of dangling, capped-off wires where a light fixture should have been. A woman's voice tickled Wolf's ear as he crept down along a tight spiral staircase. "'I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to be doing here, Dr. Kincaid.' Wolf sighed and leaned his head against the cramped interior stairwell. Cupping his mouth over the wireless headset he wore to keep in contact with his intern, he counted to three, then said, You're supposed to keep up with me. I'm trying to, Dr. Kincaid. The young woman sounded exasperated. But your legs are too long. I can't keep up. I lost you back in the hallway. The lights aren't working in this end of the house. Everything went black. Where are you, Trixie? He growled into his mic. And more importantly, how soon can you get to the basement stairs? Shit, you're going to go down there? Why? Can't we just use something to see underneath the house? Like they do for dinosaurs. What is that, sonar? Can't we use that? Biting back a sarcastic reply, Wolf reminded himself that soon-to-be Dr. Trixie Huff was his only staff on the hostel job, so snarling at her probably wouldn't necessarily endear him to her. Initially, he'd agreed to use the headsets because he wanted to keep his communication to a whisper so as not to telegraph where they were in the building's labyrinth of cellar space and servants' quarters. Now Wolf was partially glad he had it on because he kept losing his damned intern. It wasn't Trixie's fault. Wolf was just too used to working with his team, and the intern, while highly intelligent and sharp, hadn't planned on spending her summer vacation hunting ghosts in tourist-infested St. Augustine, Florida. Instead of lounging about the pool or beach, being brought drinks by hot cabana boys in tight skimpy shorts, she was tromping behind a grumpy parapsychologist in cobweb-cluttered mazes while rats and spiders dropped down on her like turtle shells in a game of Mario Kart.